Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. Cannabis is legal in Canada. Canada is legalizing marijuana across the country for anyone over the age of 18. So uh, while smoking marijuana in Canada may be legal now, um, if a CBP officer believes that an individual uses that drug, it's possible that they could be denied entry on medical grounds as a drug abuser or addict. Well, the officers are aware that, you know, with Ken legalizing marijuana, it increases the chance that somebody could possess it, um, you know, a recreational amount. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716. The hustle and bustle of newly opened pot shops. Canada has become the largest country with a legal national pot marketplace. At least 111 legal pot shops are expected to open across the nation of 37 million people beginning today. Canadians also can order marijuana products through websites run by provinces or private retailers. Hours ahead of legalization taking effect, a Canadian government official told the Associated Press anyone convicted for possessing up to 30 grams of weed will be pardoned. Cormac McSweeney with the FAQ. Canada is legalizing marijuana across the country for anyone over the age of 18 or 19, depending on the province. Adults will be allowed to purchase and possess up to 30 grams of pot from government-approved and licensed stores and online retailers. Initially, only dried cannabis and oils will be sold, and then edibles will be introduced a year later. The new federal law will also allow people to grow up to four marijuana plants at home. The federal government says the move is aimed at keeping the drug out of the hands of children and take profits away from organized crime. Legalization is basically going to be a patchwork approach, with each province having its own regulations and retail systems. Some have taken a relaxed approach, allowing people to smoke pot in public and for private companies to sell it, while others have taken a more restrictive stance, saying you can only consume the drug in a private residence and it can only be sold in government-run stores. Most provinces ban the consumption of the drug near areas frequented by children, such as playgrounds. The largest province, Ontario, won't even have storefront sales right away, beginning with only online purchasing before easing into the retail market. Polls have shown that there is widespread public support for the switch, and advocates have been calling for legalization for years, saying prohibition has largely targeted marginalized communities and youth and has helped fund organized crime. While pot is being legalized, penalties for people who deal on the black market or drive while high have been strengthened under the new laws. Well, I think this uh, this is a definitely an interesting topic, especially today. Um, and I think it's particularly important for your Canadian listeners um, because they are the ones that are going to be subject to U.S. immigration law trying to come over the border. You bet it's interesting. Lots of interest. Kelly Carr is an attorney with Fiegel and Carr and specializes in border crossing issues like the marijuana legalization process presents. So one of the first important things to remember is that U.S. immigration law is not changing as a result of the Canadian Cannabis Act. And there are actually several, several different grounds of inadmissibility or reasons that a foreign national like a Canadian can be denied entry into the U.S. And one of those grounds is actually based on um, drug use. 
So uh, while smoking marijuana in Canada may be legal now, um, if a CBP officer believes that an individual uses that drug, it's possible that they could be denied entry on medical grounds as a drug abuser or addict. Do you foresee people at the border being maybe a little tougher in asking those questions, so whether it be uh, to Americans or Canadians heading into the U.S.? It's possible. Um, realistically, I don't think CBP is going to be asking every single person about um, you know, drug use, but I think the chances are going to be higher if there's other factors involved, you know, such as the smell of marijuana or a possible drug detection. What questions could CBP ask you at the bridge now that, you know, the, the can, uh, cannabis is legal? Sure. Um, it would depend on the scenario, but I, I think if they have reason to believe, you know, if they do smell that marijuana or there's a drug detection or have some reason um, to ask you about drug use, that could be a question that is asked. It- um Go ahead. It, it seems like uh, one of the big comments that we're getting, somebody uh, tweeted this to us not too long ago, that maybe the most dangerous thing about cannabis is being caught with it and transporting it. Is that true uh, when you're talking about transport between the U.S. and Canada? Absolutely. So in, in Canada, where this is legal now, um, in the U.S., there you cannot enter the U.S. with the drug. So under U.S. federal law, it is um, illegal to possess the drug, transport, cultivate, sell, anything like that. So, you know, if you're going to be participating in these activities in Canada, leave it in Canada. What happens if you're caught with it? Um, if you're a, a Canadian citizen and you're coming across the border and you have those drugs on you, um, you're probably going to have a whole host of issues. Um, the first being that you are in possession of that drug, potentially criminal issues. And then from an immigration side, um, dealing with the inadmissibility that would go along with that. So possible violation of uh, a U.S. criminal code, um, as well as potential uh, questions regarding use and additional grounds of inadmissibility on that as well. What if you're a U.S. citizen and you're caught with it? If you're a U.S. citizen and you have it on you, I think you're just going to be looking at um, potential criminal issues. So from an immigration perspective, a U.S. citizen cannot be denied entry into the country. But criminally-wise, they could be looking at some things as well. So much focus on heading into the U.S. where it's still illegal, but what about going into Canada? Is there anything new that we need to know? Uh, Might people heading uh, into into Canada who are U.S. citizens face questions like, you know, why exactly are you here, Uh, maybe even especially today? Uh, They may as well, and um, my my venture on that point would be if uh, whatever it is that they're doing is legal now, that it should not be an issue crossing into Canada. Well, it's still illegal under U.S. federal law. And that's what the folks at the border don't want you to forget about. Aaron Bowker is with U.S. Customs and Border Patrol and has some good info here. So if you do go over to Canada to consume it, um, two things, be sure you're not bringing it back with you, and be sure you've got a designated driver, you're not driving while impaired. What sort of questions, uh, if there are any, that will people face that might be different from before um, when Canada didn't have legal marijuana? Well, the officers are aware that, you know, with Canada legalizing marijuana, it increases the chance that somebody could possess it, um, you know, a recreational amount. 
However, it was illegal before. It was things people were able to get their hands on before. So really the line of questioning should not change. Um, but it is something the officers are on the lookout for, and they are aware um, that it, it's, you know, the possibility there that it could increase the chances that we see more people with it. Do customs agents, do they have anything that could, could test a, a driver for marijuana? Well, no, but the officers are really good. I mean, you've you got to remember, we interview thousands of people a day. So they're very good at noticing when something's off or when someone is impaired, um, even if it's under the influence of alcohol. So what we end up doing is we call the, our state and local partners, you know, like so let's say the Peace Bridge, for example, we call the Buffalo Police, the New York State Police, and they would come and issue the sobriety test. Is it an issue where if you're going to Canada and you visit one of these shops, if you come back, as long as you're not driving impaired and as long as you don't have any on you at the moment, you should be fine? Yeah, absolutely. You should be fine. And, um, you know, another point to stress, too, is if you did go over there and you consumed it and you come back the next day, um, make sure you don't have it on you. It's, it's very easy to, to lose track of a small amount of marijuana. But if for some reason you realize it at the last minute, be very honest and be very open. Um and admit it to the officer and declare it. If you do declare it, um, you, you will not face the possibility of a fine. However, it depends on how much you have. You could still face an arrest if you have over a certain amount, um, but at, at least you would not face the fine if it is just a small amount. Do you know what the fine would be? It starts at $500, and that is zero tolerance. So even if you have one gram, if we find it and are able to test it, you could face at starting at $500. Oh, okay, starting at $500. So serious business. And this um, kind of goes for both people, not just uh, U.S. citizens returning from Canada, but Canadians, too. Just because it's illegal in their country, uh, you have U.S. rules once you cross that border. Yes, absolutely. And, and people coming in um, that are foreign nationals, so Canadian citizens, for example, they do fall under over 60 grounds of inadmissibility. Um, so, again, being truthful with the law enforcement officers about what you have um, or, or what you are doing or where you are going is paramount so the officers can make that decision on whether you're admissible to the United States or not. Aaron, do you think this will change uh, the border at all as far as delays? It, you know, taking longer to question cars that are going through? No, at the end of the day, the officers have always been on the lookout for this. This is something that we routinely see at the border. And, you know, in the month of September, um, I think we seized over 100 pounds of marijuana total for the whole month. Um, and, and it's something we, we see routinely, um, sometimes on a daily basis. So it's something, like I said, we've always been on the lookout for. It's something the officers are already aware of. And, you know, they're experts at, at detecting when something is wrong or something is out of place. So, and I, I foresee that continuing but I don't see any major changes for us here at the border. So remember, pretty simple, legal in Canada, not in the USA or New York State yet. Stay tuned on that. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.